0: You're listening to the Theology of Music podcast, the only podcast where we unpack the good and sometimes bad theology in the songs that we sing. My name is Pastor Joel. And, uh, I, I need to sit down with all the words. <laughs> There's a couple songs in there that are pretty good for running. Well, really one. <laughs> Just growing is really Anyway... All right, so good morning, or good afternoon, or good evening, or good night. I guess it's a movie reference. Welcome to the Theology Music Podcast. My name is Pastor Joel. Today, I am joined by, and I will not hype him up more than he wants to be hyped up, but I am joined by a great friend of mine, and it is incredible uh, to be able to say that. It's a blessing only from the Lord that I get to say that he's a friend. Bob Coughlin, who is a pastor, songwriter, speaker, and writer... The director of Sovereign Grace Music, which is a ministry of Sovereign Grace Churches, uh, which C.J. Mahaney is the pastor at. Uh, In that role, he equips pastors and musicians in the theology and practice of congregational worship and oversees albums uh, uh, produced by Sovereign Grace. He also serves as an elder at Sovereign Grace Church of Louisville. Uh, Louisville, sorry. Bob has written many books, uh, but uh, written many things, but the two books that seem to be the the staples uh, for Bob are Worship Matters, uh, which is an incredible book that was formative in my time as I grew in high school in worship leading, and then True Worshippers, uh, which was just an even better book to disciple my musicians at my last church. So it was really cool. Worship Matters worked really well in my own personal growth, and then True Worshipers was just such a good shepherd's, uh, shepherd's heart kind of pastoral book that enabled me to just disciple my musicians, and it was a little bit more condensed than True Worshippers. Um, he also writes uh, occasionally at (laughs) worshipmatters.com. He is passionately in love with his wife, Julie, and I said I would say this, and because of that, they have six kids uh, and an ever-growing number of grandchildren. Uh, Bob, 19 19 grandchildren? Are you kidding me? Gosh, that's so many. Uh, Bob also is... uh, Sovereign Grace, through Bob Coughlin, are coming out with a wonderful podcast, and that is Doctrine Plus Sound, right? Sound plus doctrine. Sound plus doctrine. I'm the worst podcast host ever. Sound plus doctrine, and uh, just get ready for that. It's going to be wonderful, guys. If you are, have, if you're looking for anyone to continue to help form your your thoughts and philosophy at worship music, do not listen to this podcast. Listen to that podcast and <laughs> listen to Bob Coughlin, uh, because I will uh, I will be listening to those uh, ad nauseum. Uh, so, so thank you, Bob, for joining this podcast. It means a lot.
1: That's certainly the most unique introduction I've ever received. Thanks, Joel. <laughs>
0: I can't even tell if that's a compliment. It's probably like it's a just a statement,
1: just, just an just observation.
0: A, just an observation. There's yeah. nothing to it. That's right. Oh man! So today we're going to talk about a song. So it's a song that we're going to be doing this coming Sunday for Bible Fellowship Church of Newark, where I'm at. It's called "Jesus, There's No One Like You." Mm. Uh, and what uh, what I really love about this song is its singular singular focus on Christ. Uh, I think the reason that um, one of the main reasons for me why I wanted to do this song was in in the middle of what we 're going through right now i mean there 's so much we could talk about i mean even when you you hear me say in the middle of what we 're going through, you probably yeah. have five different things contextually that you 're thinking about, uh, but just everything you know election season 's not ramping up, we still have the racial tension covid 's still going on we're do you are you going to the next phase are you going back a phase? Mm. In, there's so much focus on everyone but Christ, and it's easier mm. to focus on anything but Christ right now. And I just really like the simple the simplicity in the song, uh, but the the magnitude of the subject matter, if that mm. makes sense. And so, Bob, mm. uh, if you want to, you can talk about this song. I want to I want to let everyone know who wrote it first. So specifically, the people who wrote it were two of your children, which is really cool yeah. to say. Yeah, it is. It is. So Grace Nixon, Brittany Bourne, Jordan Coughlin, Neil DeGrade. Uh and it was um it's a pretty simple song and it was came out on your album, The Prayers of the Saints, which is a live album. It was wasn't that your first live album?
1: No, we've we've actually done two or three before that, but the oh, first really? one I think that most people knew Okay. No, <laughs> well, me included. Yeah, we so, did one but, back in two thousand eleven called The Gathering.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right, yeah, so why don't you kind of walk us through you know what what really stuck out to you guys? As you were writing the song or as you guys were working on this song?
1: Well, it actually began as a song that Neil played for me, Neil and Kate, his wife had been working on it, and it was it had different words, and it didn't have this chorus and it was good and i I thought the melody Neil is brilliant with melodies, and i I thought the melody was particularly interesting. But it wasn't until we were at a songwriter retreat that uh, Brittany heard it, and she said, oh, I want to write you know, something for this. So she ended up writing, I think, most of the chorus. Jesus, mm. is no one like you. Jesus, we love you, ever adore you. There's no one like you. Um, and then Jordan helped with the words, and I think Grace helped with um, some of the words and the, the melody. I'm not sure exactly how it all worked out. Yeah, but yeah, So it was yeah. a, really a, a, a group project. What I love... About it, as you mentioned, is the Christ-centeredness of it. It's yeah. it's really about the affection we should have for the Son of God, mm, and man. it's you know there are different ways we can communicate the truth about who Jesus is. This does, song doesn't talk a lot about why Jesus is so glorious, yeah. and you know if you're if you've heard me speak you might hear me reference um at times we need doctrinal fuel for our emotional fire. Yes. Now, that doesn't have to all be in one song. You know, it can come from a scripture reading, it can come from, you know, another song. Yeah. So this song's more on the the lighter end in terms of objective truths um about Jesus himself. But there is that one line at the beginning of verse 2 that says, there is no sinner beyond mm-hmm. the infinite stretch of your mercy. Now, it doesn't say how that mercy was shown, yeah. doesn't, doesn't talk about the cross, it's not a gospel song in that, in that sense, but it does communicate something about the, the promise of the gospel, the promise of God's mercy, yeah. which is it doesn't matter... How bad you've been, what you've done, what mm. you've thought—it doesn't matter what your life has been like. There is no sinner beyond the infinite stretch of His mercy. Wow. And wow, what a what a wonderful thought to sing. And then I love too the bridge, how it—it's just there's this progression. All we have, yeah, is you. All we need is you. Yeah, and then. Finally, all we want is you, mm. and, and that's that's what the Lord wants to do in our heart. You know the realizations He wants us to have. Mm. He's all we have. He's all we need. And really, ultimately, He's all we want. It's Christian yeah. hedonism. It's you know the thing we really is that's yeah. going to make us the happiest is to know Jesus Christ. Yeah. And that's what Jesus said, John seventeen three. You know, eternal life is this: knowing the only true God and Jesus Christ, the one He has sent.
0: So those are. Those are some initial ramblings. (laughs) They're not ramblings. I love it. It's progressive, like you said. That bridge progresses. You have things, and it's we all need to get to the point where we realize all that we have right now is because of Christ and is Christ right? That's Christ will always be greater than the best that we have now. And then we we need more of Christ, right? We're not now satisfied in that we're good. We've we've got we've we've come to fullness. We're good. We're we're, we don't need more of Him. Uh, you, you have enough for today, you don't yeah, need more yeah. of them today. No, you actually still need more, and you don't need more of stuff, you need more of Christ. And then, yes. I think it's really cool, because my mind immediately goes, and then what will happen is when I realize both of those two first things, I realize yes. the, the last part is actually just natural. Well, exactly. in that case, all I want is Christ.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. It's stupid right. to want anything else, ultimately. Yes,
0: Amen. So it's it's not even just a kind of, oh, yeah, all we have, all we need, yeah, okay, I guess all we want. It's more, if I get those two first parts, I naturally conclude that all I really want is Christ. At, that's, at, that's wonderful.
1: And there is a an intentionality to it. I mean, we talked about what words should go where. I'm not sure as worshipers as, as you know, as those who sing songs were always conscious of those things yeah sometimes it might be better not to be conscious of them because there wasn't an intentionality in the writing <laughs> and that one uh, author referred to songs that were written like fridge magnet poetry you know you, you uh, just yeah. a bunch bunch of words on the on the refrigerator and you just kind of put them wherever you want and yeah they all make sense it's, it doesn't matter. We try not to write songs like that, yeah. Um, but but be purposeful about the order of the lines mm-hmm. and make the lines connect to each other.
0: Yeah. What's cool too is this is a great uh, this is a great example of what a simple song can be, and not in a bad way, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you could you could see all we have, all we need, all we want is you, and that you just sing that seven times, right? And you yes, s- you're doing yes. the you're doing the build and. You come down, now it's just a drum, drum bridge or whatever like that. Um, you could see that being in another song, and that would just be the main focus. Is we're just going to be simple. We're just going to say, oh, we have, all we need is... And, but it, was, it the, the, the chorus grounds that bridge in that there's no one like Jesus, and, and yeah. we love him, we adore him, there's no one like him. Uh, and so that's that really helps that bridge. Where if you did, I think you could, yeah, you could spend more time on the bridge doing it, repeating it a couple more times if you wanted to in your your lead your context on a sure. Sunday morning. But uh, there's just, I, I like I, we talked about that line before. There's no sinner beyond the infinite stretch of your mercy. This song, I think, like you said, pairs really well with um, one of the songs we're doing this coming Sunday is the wonderful cross, uh, mm. the Chris Tomlin yes. version.
1: Yes. And yes. the
0: reason why I paired it together was we start with the wonderful cross. And we just talk about that, you know, what, what, why the cross was such a big deal. And then we go to, and here's why there's no one like Jesus. He's the only one mm. that did that. Mm. He's the only one mm. that went on a cross and died for our sins. And because of that, like verse 2 says, there's no sinner beyond the infinite stretch of his mercy. As far as he far has stretched out his hands on the cross when he, when he died, even farther than that by times a million is how far his reach is of his mercy. Uh, and yeah. I'm excited to pair those together. And like you said, what's that's one of the cool things about uh, picking simpler songs thematically is you get to really start to weave a tapestry on a Sunday morning instead yeah. of just going gospel fully, uh, gospel fully explained, gospel fully explained, gospel fully yes. explained. Yes. And <laughs> great, cool. They sound good on their own. And what you've just kind of done is created a few different like movements in your service rather than a whole service moving together for one aim, which I think we need more people writing songs like this with that same intention. Hey, pair it. Yeah. It's, I'm not saying my song's insufficient. What I'm saying is pair it with another song and you create a different color. Yes. But, so. Yes. And
1: if we don't have the objective songs, you know, songs of object, objective truth, we do lack doctrinal fuel for our emotional fire. Yeah. And we, we begin to f- be passionate about our passion. Which can happen so easily, if if we aren't either through Scripture or through the lyrics of our songs, you know, rehearsing the specifics of God's deliverance, of God's salvation, of God's faithfulness, of God's steadfast love, then we'll just interpret that however we want. Yeah. So this this song is meant to take what's in our heads and get it to our hearts. Mm, that's so. Cool. That's and the the idea of. Um, You know, there are no words. That's a biblical concept. I remember when I was reading uh, through the Psalms one time and noticed that there are different places where the psalmist says, you know what, we'll never be able to express this. So Psalm 40, verse 5 says, You have multiplied, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts toward us. Mm. None can compare with you. I will proclaim and tell of them... Yet they are more than can be told. Mm. Psalm one forty-five, verse three: Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. Yeah. So you know we can we can detail the specifics of why God is so good and so great, but there's another level when we uh, of of impact and appreciation when we acknowledge. You know what? we can't even do this, yeah. we, we, keep, we run out of words, there, you know, there's no song we could sing, there are no words we could speak yeah. to tell you how beautiful and how glorious you are. That's a biblical category of praise. So I love yeah. that this simple song expresses that uh, and gives us yeah. the words to say, you know what, at the end of the day, we can we can have the most doctrinally thick dense songs mm. ever and it's still not enough
0: yeah you know that's really cool cuz it 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 perfectly flies in the face of both of those camps right it perfectly flies yeah, in the yeah. face of right now i mean right now that there's a reason why there's a there's a few songs and i've talked about them before and i'm not bashing them but there's a few songs that are making huge moves and waves in broader christian culture and churches right now because Everyone is feeling things so intensely in this, in this climate. And a lot of these songs are really good at engaging the passion and emotion, right? Just engaging yeah. the heart. And then we have, on the opposite side, a lot of people who are trying to go against that and say, fine, well, let's, just, we're, let's get to the facts. Let's just think about this. Mm. And mm. Now, now we've become two sides... Uh, two separate sides of what the same coin should be, which this song really does, I think, in this first verse. Which I, I, I it's ironic that you would start a song and go, technically, the song doesn't count because there's no song we could sing really. Our wave your glory. So don't, don't know why we're singing this song. Um, I'm kidding. I'm joking. But the, the, the beautiful, beautiful part is that you do say there's, <laughs> th- there's no song really that we could ever sing that would do that, right? There's, yeah. You, what, no matter what word you use, what, like you said, whether it is the, the staunch um, reader who has, who has read all the different theologians and stuff, and mm-hmm. he loves only the traditional hymns because they unpack the things differently, or you're the person who's just like, look, I, I listen to K-Love and What's Top 40, none yeah. of those songs still are sufficient yes. to capture the depth right. of his beauty. Right. Uh, and it's, it's, so it's not one is doing it better than the other. Let's, we all stand... Not able to unpack the the yes. depth of his beauty and the weight of his glory, no matter what song we write, and so I, I think that 's so cool that that you would do that um, and that would be an intention in a song so yeah and
1: it's it 's both the knowledge and the passion you know yeah. we 'll never know enough, we 'll never be passionate enough it mm. doesn 't mean we don 't move in those directions, but it 's a humbling thing to acknowledge that God is far greater than every any song we 'll ever sing about him. Jesus mm. is far more beautiful. Than any any words we'll ever use to describe him.
0: it's it's just so cool um, it's it's just amazing when you get to do that right I mean uh, so I, oh, I wow. do yes. I do a good bit of counseling um, and so many times when you just get to sit in a conversation and just talk about how great Jesus is there's some mm-hmm. stuff changes right your your whole mood changes because the focus isn't on you now yeah it's on this this god that would come down and wrap himself in flesh be born to die which i love that you guys are working on a christmas album yes and i'm so we excited are. about that like yes we are the fact that the incarnation even is a thing you know that christ would come and, and wrap himself in flesh and for the purpose of dying be born and then live a life of perfection in order that when he would die he would he would transfer that perfection to us and say it's not on you anymore it's i've done it hmm. and then say my technically yes, it's finished, but i'm not finished working in your life just because I died on the cross for you, Jeez,
1: and when you yeah. get
0: to just go to that, your whole conversation, your whole mentality your whole your whole feeling changes because it's not just about oh yes I'm, I've got like you said the bridge i've got all I need right it's hmm. not about hmm. uh, god's given me Blessings and material blessings. Here, I've got all I need, or um, all I all I have is really good. Because I look at me, I've got a house and I've got a family. I thank you, Lord. Now this is this is what's making me happy. Mm. Or you know, even all I need, I've I've even asked of the Lord and He's given to me. Or uh, it's no every every need and every desire was already met pre your birth, pre your pre your conception in Christ being choosing choosing to die for you on a cross. So mm. uh and I love that this song makes you have to do and it literally when we say that, like you said, it's amazing. You just it's almost like this is what we're supposed to do in our faith is yeah. sing about how wonderful and how glorious Christ is. That's what's I'm not singing your praises to butter you up, but I mean you guys did an album called The Glorious Christ. And you're right, we could never write enough songs to talk about Jesus.
1: No, but we'll keep trying.
0: Amen. That's Amen. all we can do. <laughs> all right. I don't want to keep you. Um. I don't want to keep you too long. Plus, I don't want to make this too long of a podcast. I mean, I can. Is, so, is there anything else that you were when you when you're thinking about this song, or even just in our conversation, anything else that you would want to add about this song or something?
1: Well, uh, thanks for asking. I was just thinking about the hope that it gives in that first line of verse two. There is no sinner beyond the infinite stretch of your mercy. Now, there's even in our offering praise to the Lord you know, the fruit of our lips, um, mm. we can feel inadequate. Mm. We can feel, I shouldn't be doing this. Jesus, says, no one like you. Jesus, we love you. And you could be thinking, no, I don't. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm singing this song, but like the rest of my week, I'm just kind of doing my own thing. And Lord, I, I've I just done terribly. Mm. Yeah, there's no one like you, but do I really love you? Do I ever adore you? And then you, and then you arrive at verse 2 there is no sinner beyond the infinite stretch of your mercy. Yeah. And it just fills you with hope.
0: Mm.
1: Like, oh, wow, the reason I can come to you and even say these things is because you're so merciful. And, you know, unless we understand mercy, we can't worship God. There is no worship of God apart from a reception of his mercy, Mm. apart from understanding that we come to him... In his mercy as, as a result of his mercy, or we don't come at all. There's just no other way to come to God. Yeah. We can't come with our promises and you know, what we did yesterday or last week or what we know. It's mercy. Yeah. And we have that hope-filled line: there's no sinner beyond the infinite stretch of your mercy, which then leads to: well, how can we thank you enough for how you have mm-hmm. loved us completely? And then so the chorus is meant to be. You know, and a result of meditating yeah. on those truths. Oh, Jesus, there is no one like you. We love you. We adore you. Yeah, our lives aren't up to, up to where they should be in terms of displaying that, yeah. but that's the great news. The good news is that Jesus has lived that life for us, mm. and now we are being treated as though we love God as much as Jesus did. We love the mm. Father as much as Jesus does. Oh, wow. And that's pretty amazing. That's mercy. Mm. It's something we're singing about.
0: And it's it's so cool. I love the line. I think what's so great about it is that line sticks out because all the other verse all the other parts was more just kind of about how we could never you know, there's no song we could sing, there are no words we could speak, how can we thank no. you enough? And, and then there's that one couplet, just, yeah, yeah. there's, and guess, here's, here's why, there's no center beyond the infinite stretch of your mercy. And I, I think it's perfectly, it, it is perfectly isolated in that it will stick out immediately to everyone who sings that, you know? Yeah, they go, wow, yeah. there is no, wow, infinite stretch of your mercy. Hmm. And, I, and, I, think what, and I, I think what you would say to many people is, you'd use... The fact that this is going to stick out to sh- better shepherd your church through this song, right? Absolutely. If, take, take a little bit longer in between your chorus and your verse two and say, Man, you, know, you don't know why we love Christ? Because no one is beyond the infinite stretch of yeah. his mercy. Yeah. You weren't, yes. I wasn't, and he saw fit to save you through his mercy and his grace. How wonderful is that? We could never thank yeah. him enough. And then you start verse two. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, have intention. Behind every every line that you sing, even in just how you're shepherding them, you know, help them get there. Like where you're, where you're saying, because you might say, I could hear someone saying, "Well, Bob Coughlin, you're you've been doing this for forty something years. You' have been doing worship music, right? You you are in this world all the time." And then they could even say, "Joel, you're you're a pastor as well. You you're pastoring a church through music and stuff, and so you've, you're thinking this, so." how do you get the average congregate to get there? Well, that's on mm. us to help get them there by shepherding yes. them. Because we can't just say, hey, you should know this slide sticks out, guys. This, yeah, is a, yeah. this is a nice line, isn't it, right? <laughs> you know, you can't finish the song and go, you, what did you think about that line about no sinner beyond the infinite church of mercy, right? That was good. <laughs> that was good, wasn't it? As we continue with our next song. No, you, you want to yeah. get them there when it happens. And so I think it's, um, even before the bridge, like you're saying, like we've said, Saying, man, there's all we have doesn't compare to Christ because Christ Mm. still is better than all that we have. All we need will never touch Christ because we will need more Christ, more of Christ every day. Yeah. The hope is now, church, as you know that you you just logically just get to the fact that you know all I want is Christ.
1: Yeah.
0: And there you go. We, there you go for free. We just helped you shepherd, shepherd your church through <laughs> the song. If you do the song, here's your cheat code. That's
1: great. That is That's great. So funny. Yeah. Anything
0: else you want to add before we grade the song? I know that. No, nope. I have
1: shared all I can share.
0: Awesome. All right. So, is the song Christ's Christ exalting? Yeah. Are is you asking different. me? Or yeah, you I mean, yeah. You could say uh, yes. It is. You yes. could say yes. Uh, if I think it
1: is, yes, it is.
0: <laughs> indeed, it is. It indeed. Is it gospel-centered?
1: Well, that's a good question, because when um, you examine songs and you talk about gospel-centeredness, I think you spell out the specifics of the gospel. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing I think of. This song does not spell out the specifics of the gospel, that Jesus Christ, the Son of God... Lived a perfect life, hung on the cross in our place to receive the wrath we deserved, yep. so that and rose from the dead, so that those who put their trust in that payment for our sins would be forgiven. It talks about it in a vaguer way. Yeah. You know, no, there's no sooner beyond the infinite stretch of your mercy. So, I would say it's a great follow-up to a gospel-centered song. Yep. It obviously contains elements of the gospel. Mm-hmm. um definitely response to the gospel but
0: that's probably how I'd answer that and and it's not Maybe, a bad depending that, on that it doesn't it. do that yeah it's not that's and that's not a bad thing i've said it before about other songs i think w- when i talked about the song yes i will it didn't say anything about the gospel it just said no matter what happens i'm going to praise you i'm going to choose to praise you in the highs and the lows and that didn't mean mm. that song was a bad song and so the same thing just cuz it doesn't unpack every tenant of the gospel doesn't mean the song now is insufficient yeah. Um, it just means you need to you need to utilize it in the best way possible to make yeah. this to have the, the greatest impact. So so yeah, who cares whether it's a yes or no to that? Um all right, congregationally friendly. Well it
1: was, is important whether it's <laughs> yes or no, but you just gotta explain why.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. I mean uh, when congregationally I survey
1: friendly. Okay, uh Congregation very. Yes. When yeah. we were recording this album, Nathan Knockles produced the album. And uh, we had sent this song to him. He said, yeah, possible, you know, too high for the congregation on that one note. Um, there is no song we could sing to honor the weight of your yep. glory. And uh, I thought, nope, that's not a problem. And it hasn't been. No. Um, congregations catch it immediately. No, no issues. And uh, the chorus is eminently singable, as is mm-hmm. the bridge. Uh, so, yeah, very congregational friendly.
0: Yeah, I agree. I you, you just you can lower it if you need to. So, was well, that skip? It wasn't it wasn't how high it was, but it's yeah. just the skip. Yeah, but it's nice because it makes it stick out more. It does. It's yep. a little fresher, and it does mm-hmm. give those emphasis emphasis. And, it, to that and word. it's not it's not um, it's not unexpected in the sense that you would go. Well, I would never yeah, think the melody yeah, yeah. would go there. You it it. The good thing is because it's in six eight is six eight songs or is it three four? It's six eight. It's six eight, yeah. Yeah. Uh, six eight duh, is just the time signature that enables you to hit those. Like it's cause it's so swingy. Yeah you think yeah, yeah. You just go, Oh yeah. I'd like, 'cause you're you think I'm going on the upswing. So Yeah. Um, even just you just thinking about time signature wise, it fits perfectly within the time signature. So I, I agree. Yes. And I think the, the bridge is really singable. Um, the chorus is really nice. I love the difference in the chorus where you know jesus there 's no one like you like you go back up rather than going jesus there 's no one like you. I love yes, that you go, you yes. stay up and it yeah, just yeah. It, it makes me think about that line a little bit more. I like that mm. Do no one like you staying up there was really cool so it's it 's fresh i that that 's the word that I would use it 's congregationally fresh it just I think your church is going to appreciate that the song melodically is a little different, but not so different that it's going to require so much legwork. I think your yeah, your church will be refreshed by it.
1: Another thing that helps it is in the the repetition of the chorus: "Jesus, we love you. Yeah, ever adore you? There's no. It's Anytime nice.
0: you have repetition, it can it's a help. And it, every time you have repetition, a o- Seriously, six eight. Just it's my it's my favorite time signature. I'm really biased for, towards six eight. But every time you can have a six eight song where you have long held out notes, it's really yeah. nice for a congregation because it feels really nice to sing that over a sway. And then, like you said, the repetition is gives it a little push uh, with almost like the dynamic of it. Yeah, da 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 da. Yeah, It's yeah, beautiful. Uh, did you guys have? A, did you ever do? I don't remember hearing a violin on that. Did you guys ever have a violin? I can't tell you, Joel. Mm, It's okay. It's okay. I don't think so. We had violin
1: that night and Mm. cello, but I don't remember if we had violin on that song.
0: You know, would you guys ever do uh, like a really uh, just acoustic greatest hits with some like violin and cello and acoustic guitar and... Really nice, like a quartet or something.
1: We have never talked about that, but that idea is really appealing to me.
0: <laughs> I just—I I think of the song, like I think of a violin yeah. doing that line, that, or even a cello doing that. Just how how beautiful you could hear that line through it, uh, mm. being played through a violin.
1: Yeah, so. no, that's a that's that's a pretty great idea. I was thinking the other day about doing some acapella arrangements of the Christmas album that we're about to do. Oh, that would be so cool. For choir and, and just uh, you know throw some of those out there. So, you have to send that it, to
0: me because I would love to do that. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, actually no, I have to buy it. Never mind. No, no, we buy it. Do the appropriate thing. Buy buy music from people, please. <laughs> no, please we've music. given up on that. I uh,
1: used to be against Spotify, but now it's my friend. You know, wherever you stream your music, we just released an album, Sovereign Grace Music Collection. It's kind of twenty five of our favorite yeah, songs through the yeah. years. It's just digital, uh, just streaming. Can't buy it, no. That's fine.
0: You know, it's.
1: I love what you're saying. It's fine. It's, it's, it's fine. Just fine. It's whatever. Yeah,
0: exactly. I guess this is the so, life that we have to live. All right, we're so
1: we're grateful that people are singing the songs and benefiting from them.
0: Amen. Amen. And it's. I love it. I love. I love that it feels as if in that the Lord has been using this time of COVID to push people to be more creative and yep. maybe start these writing projects that they never thought about doing before. You know, Sovereign Grace, you guys were gonna... You have kept writing, and it's not not as if you felt pushed to do more or less during this time, but I feel like there's a sense of... There's a lot of people just starting to write more now and put their music mm. out and put out worship songs and keep doing it, man. I mean, the, yeah, like yeah. Bob said, we will never have enough songs to talk about Jesus. And so that means the guy who plays acoustic for his church just writing a song about Psalm 139 or something like that, that's mm. great. Keep doing that and yes. share it with people because we need more songs. It doesn't yep. matter if you Amen. make it on, like you said, doesn't matter if you make it on to uh, Top 25 of Sovereign Grace or Top 40 or what, some Spotify playlist algorithm. Just write songs for the church and for yourself and keep doing it. I mean, it's use this time.
1: Yeah, I'd say Jesus is worthy of it, and it's the only way you grow mm. is just to write songs. Amen. Just keep writing. Don't assume you know you write 10 songs. Hey, one of these is going to be sung around the world. That's pretty doubtful. But if you write 100 songs... I, I heard this uh, story. I think it was Jason Ingram. Not a story, but he was doing, being interviewed. And uh, he said that he was signed by a writer uh, by a company in Nashville, and he wrote 100 songs the first year, had no cuts, Wow. Not a single song was cut. Second year wrote a hundred songs. It's two a week. He had one song cut and it was a B side of an album.
0: Hmm.
1: He said the last two years, each of the last two years, he's had over a hundred songs recorded each year. Wow. That's just a lot of practice. Yeah. So so write songs, yeah. E- even if people aren't you singing them throughout the world, it's how you get
0: better. Amen. Trust me, uh, it it is how you get better. Because Bob, when he gives you critique, will always make you better. Bob is an incredible, <laughs> incredible wealth. And you're and you're not wrong. I mean, it's it is. If if your goal is for the glorification of the Lord and edification of His church, why yeah. not try to get better every day? Yeah, uh, Amen. I would I would be upset with the person, like you said, who goes, Ah, oh, I'm, I'm good. I've I've now got my you know like my formula or something. This is this is my oh, song. And I think just, no, we just yeah. Let's let's all progress for the glory of the Lord, not not Amen. for our fame. All right. Amen. Bob, I have taken so much of your time. This podcast is so long, I'm gonna have to split it up in two parts. But that's great. <laughs> that's two episodes with Bob Coughlin. So I'll take that. Man. My I, pleasure. I'm, Thanks have, for having me. Of course. Guys, if you uh if you ever want to submit anything to us, you know where to do it. Just theology and music at gmail.com. If you are interested in following Bob Coughlin and Sovereign Grace, like you said, they're doing stuff on Spotify. Uh, your podcast, the new podcast, will probably be everywhere, but I'm, I'm sure iTunes, That's Apple... That's plan. Yeah, yeah Google yeah. Play, Spotify. Yeah. Um, they're working on a Christmas album right now. Uh, the, Sovereign Grace is constantly putting out incredible music that glorifies the Lord and builds up the church. So follow them. If you are a pastor or, or a worship pastor looking to maybe do songs that are different than the songs on the radio... Uh, and that aren't just the traditional hymns that you've been doing. Uh, I think Sovereign Grace is a really good niche of being a bridge between both of those at times. And so some of the songs have been mm. so rich, like hymns, but also so accessible, like songs you would sing, you would sing on the radio or hear on the radio. So follow them. Thanks, Joel. You would, you would do well to follow Sovereign Grace. You do well to follow Bob Coughlin, uh, and and As like he I said, follows Christ. Ain't, ain't, you know, you know, thanks for Jesus juking me there uh, but as, as I said thank you guys for listening uh, thank you Bob for being on this podcast it is uh, an immeasurable blessing to me sir thanks for having me Joe alright guys you have a wonderful wonderful day